Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast with me, Alexandra Aguila, and today is Saturday, August 13th, which means another Cubs episode. So if you don't know already, on Saturdays I release Cubs episodes because I'm from Chicago. I'm from the north side. The Cubs are my favorite team, so we gotta show a little bit of support, and I enjoy talking about them, and I enjoy discussing their current, past, and future. So that is what we discuss on these Saturday episodes and then Monday and Thursday, as you know, regular baseball episodes. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. So let's start off with, I guess, the big Chicago Cubs headline of the past few days. The Cubs recently played in the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. If you don't know, the Field of Dreams game was implemented last year. It was the first time playing it last year. The White Sox and the Yankees both played, and then the White Sox ended up winning. This year, the Reds and Cubs played, and it was just such a fantastic game to watch. I love the Field of Dreams game. It's so emotional, happy, exciting. It just brings back so many, like, core memories and so many, like, good feelings inside of you. It it feels like home if that makes sense like it just feels so nostalgic and so happy and just warmth and everything of that sort Um, but that's why I, I love it it's just such a magical moment in baseball and I'm really really happy that it was something that Major League Baseball implemented for these two years and then unfortunately next year there won't be a Field of Dreams game because they're turning it into like a sporting complex for like younger like travel teams to go and play at so that means like the MLB won't be able to use that field unfortunately hopefully like they get to use it again um but these past two games in the past two years has been amazing I've literally loved watching them so anyways yes the Reds and Cardinals played the Field of Dreams game on Thursday August 11th and it was really really exciting a lot of people were kind of like why are the Cubs and Reds playing those are like the two worst teams in baseball the two worst teams in the NL and the in their central division things like that but I think it has more to do with the history of it you know the Chicago Cubs have great history not only in the city of Chicago but in Major League Baseball and as well as the Reds as well so I can see why some people were upset about that factor, but at the same time, I really think that it ended up being really, really cool like to see their uniforms, their old uniforms, and things like that, so I thought that it was a really good matchup, but anyways, so the Field of Dreams game took place, and it, like I said, it was magical. It was amazing. Um, the Cubs ended up winning the game 4-2. to two. All of them were literally so happy to be there. It was so funny and it was so cool to see. Like every single minute you saw like a Cubs player posting on Instagram, posting on Twitter, things like that. And just they were all taking pictures and just seeing them all together in that one place and seeing how happy they were and how special it meant to them really meant a lot to the fans. So really, really excited that I got to see that and I got to see them just finally post on social media because we know that a lot of MLB players don't post on social media because it's just not part of like their criteria of their job. So um, it was really cool to see that, but I really think it was a special moment for all players on both sides. So that happened on the 11th and the Cubs did really, really well. We're going to start off with Drew Smiley who pitched that game for the Cubs who did fantastic. He went five innings, only allowed four hits, no runs, two walks and struck out nine that 
is a really, really good start for Smiley. He talked about how much this game really meant to him. It was also his daughter's birthday on that day. So really good experience for him and really good outcome for him. So really, really proud of how he performed on Thursday. And then on the hitting side, Nick Madrigal is literally coming back hot after his IL stint. He got off the IL. He's back now. And he went three for five on Thursday um, with one RBI and one strikeout. Really, really good numbers so far from him after coming off the IL. We didn't really get to see a full sample size before he went on the IL, so I feel like now is the time to see what Magical has got and what he has been doing has been exceptional so far. So really excited to see what he can do for the future of this Cubs team. Um, besides him, we did have some... Not really an issue, but there was something that happened with Wilson Contreras. He was rounding second base and ended up rolling his ankle. And it was like pretty scary to see because obviously he's the backstop. He's one of our most valuable players on our team. And to see him get injured is not a really good feeling. But he literally went to the dugout, you know, after he got hurt. And he started to put on his catching gear literally after like two minutes sitting in the dugout. How much like that guy is literally a legend he is literally a leader he is a champion like there is no way any other catcher would be doing that he just rolled his ankle and he's like you know what that's fine I'm just gonna put on my catching gear and just go back out there the following inning like that is just so incredible and that just shows why you need to extend Wilson Contreras because I bet you no other catcher would be doing that so Really, really good to see that Wilson Contreras is okay and that he's still playing. Unfortunately, he went 0 for 4 um, with one walk, but on the defensive side, he's just incredible. Another hitter who did pretty well was Ian Happ, who went 2 for 4 with two strikeouts and one RBI. The consistency from both Happ and Horner have been both incredible this season. Horner going one for four, scored a run, had one RBI, one walk, one strikeout, so a little bit of everything, but just the consistency we've seen with both of these players recently and the breakouts from going in past seasons and they've struggled and this season really making their mark and playing that full season has just been really, really good to see. Um, besides that, Cubs hitters did really, really well. Like I said, Madrigal is really showing us what he, what he has um, with an average of 250 this season so really excited to see again how these Cubs players adapt to kind of like the new fielding and the new lineup that's going to be starting for this Cubs team moving on towards the rest of the season we know that there's some players who got sent down um Alfonso Rivas no is kind of going back and forth but only time will tell with him as well as Frank Schwindel who got sent down and um David Bodie who was optioned so a lot of those guys are not going to be in this Cubs lineup or on the defensive side as well. So it's going to be really cool and different to see how the new Cubs team adapts to their positions as of now and how it will look going forward because eventually this would be kind of like, this is almost like a testing to see um, what is going to be the new lineup and the new fielding positions coming next season. So anyways, yeah, that was a little bit of the Field of Dream game. Um, besides that, the Cubs had great attendance. A lot of people showed up. 7,823 fans were at that game selling out the stadium per se or the field. So really, really good attendance. The numbers were great. Um, of course, everybody's going to go and watch the Field of Dreams game. It's like a little kid's dream and everybody's dream. So 
definitely really good numbers on both sides of the market. And another kind of different topic, this is the last thing we're going to talk about Field of Dreams, but there was a Harry Carey hologram. So if you don't know, if you're not a Cubs fan, Harry Carey is just this world-renowned announcer. He's, you know, he was with the Cubs. Unfortunately, his passing was really uh, heartbreaking to many Chicago Cubs fans and then Chicago fans and then beyond Chicago baseball fans. He's kind of, he was like the voice of the Cubs. Um, So during the seventh inning stretch, usually if the Cubs don't have a like celebrity to come and sing the stretch, they'll do Harry Carey on the video board because that's just like what he's known for. So during like the Field of Dreams on the Fox broadcast, I guess they wanted to do the same thing, but like make it cooler in a sense. And they ended up making a hologram of Harry Carey that literally shook baseball Twitter and shook everybody watching from home. So it looked really realistic. Like the first time I saw it, I literally got scared. Like I jumped a little bit because the first shot that they showed on Fox was a close-up of his face. So he literally, his face was taking up your entire TV screen. So I was like, oh my God, what is this? And it looked like a real, but in a weird way. Like it was just a reality thing that I don't know if it really worked out for them in the way they wanted it to because it looked realistic I would have to say but maybe it was the camera angles or something but it just it did not rub off the right way I feel like I was more scary than cool and I think that's what a lot of people thought as well so like the first shot it was just Harry Carey's face and everybody got scared and I think like kind of like the camera men and woman knew that so the rest of the shots ended up being like far away from a distance shot so they didn't really shoot close up anymore and I could see what they were trying to do and I could see like the plan and the process but the execution just wasn't there but I don't know I think that was pretty funny and it was scary I would have to say I kind of got a jump scare I was like oh my god like what are they doing but yeah, that was different. So I don't know if they're going to continue doing that after all of the comments they got. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, so that kind of wraps up the Field of Dreams topic. Again, the Field of Dreams is one of the most incredible games in baseball. So really cool to see my favorite team play in that game and them end up winning. So as of now, Chicago is literally like carrying the Field of Dreams after the White Sox won the year before. So super fun game. Um, Moving on, a little bit of like sad news now. We started happy, now we're gonna move on to a more sad and disappointing section of the podcast, but the Cubs announced, Jed Hoyer announced that there's not going to be a future for Jason Hayward in a Cubs uniform anymore. And depending on the type of fan that you are or the person you are, you might be happy about this and you might be upset about this. But either way, I think something that we could all agree on as Cubs fans, as baseball fans, is that Jason Hayward is more than a player. He has done so much for this Cubs team in this Chicago community. In the community, he has done so much. He's building that um, athletic center for kids that has currently like been in the process for a couple of years now, and the progress that they're making on that is incredible. I've been watching videos and reading about it, and it's just such an amazing thing that he's doing in the city of Chicago for the kids in Chicago that do not have the opportunity to go in and practice and play sports. Um, And then as well as the type of person he is in the dugout, 
in the clubhouse. Jason Hayward is a leader of this team, and although his numbers didn't show that, his personality did. Uh, he Obviously, we remember him from the 2016 rain delay speech that he gave all his players, just reminding them who they were, and they went out and won the World Series after that, something that he will probably never forget, and the city of Chicago and Cubs fans will never forget. So whichever side of the spectrum you are with Jason Hayward, we all have to agree that the impact and the leadership that he had with this Cubs team was just amazing and something that we shouldn't take advantage of. And I feel like some people did, others didn't, but either way, we should appreciate him for everything that he has done. We've had so many players speak on it and say, I think everyone has said that Jason Hayward is just such a leader in the clubhouse and the dugout for this Cubs team, looking out for the younger guys, helping the younger guys, you know, just being such a good mentor to guys like Horner, to Hap, who have just really good relationships with him. And that's just something that you can't really find anywhere else. So unfortunate news for Jason Hayward. Um, My opinion, I'm going to miss him just because all of the reasons I stated. Like, he has been such an impactful person to this Cubs team. And uh, it's, it's sad to see him go. But on the kind of baseball side of things... He hasn't been doing too well this season. Currently, this regular season, he's had 137 at-bats with only 15 runs, 28 hits, one home run this season, 10 RBIs with an average of 204. So we know that he hasn't been having a great season, and he is on the IL as of now. He's been on the IL since like late June with a knee alignment. So that does play a factor, but it is no excuse for the numbers he's been putting up. So, and he he is a little bit on the older side as well. So unfortunate news for him, but I don't know. I think I'm going to miss him a lot in the clubhouse and in the dugout. And I think the players are going to miss him a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the situation with him. Jed said that they're going to give him like a year, although he does have another year with his contract, they're going to give him like a year to go and scope out his opportunities and see if he could sign with another team. Um, But yeah, I guess that's kind of the status with him. And honestly, I think the Cubs did it because of the payroll that they're at right now. They signed him for eight years for a $184 million deal prior to the 2016 season. So I think that took a kind of a lot of their payroll for a guy who has struggled as of lately and I think the best move was just not to keep him on this team anymore um, talking strictly baseball so that's why I believe they did it Um, and they're just trying to look for more expansion in the outfield with a lot of those younger guys and a lot of the guys who are going to get base hits are going to hit home runs so more power hitting guys unfortunately Jason Hayward wasn't really seen in that picture and that's why his departure is being announced but personally I'm gonna miss him because of the person he is baseball wise I can see why Jed did it and I could see why the Cubs front office made this decision Um, but it's just gonna be I think it's gonna be truly heartbreaking for the players who have built so many good connections with him but unfortunately this is a business game and Sometimes it could be in favor or sometimes you cannot like it and be not in your favor. So that's really what's happening over there with the Jason Hayward situation. A lot of fans are happy because of his struggles and because he really didn't 
make an impact on the team this year. So it's like kind of why are you keeping him on our team? But um, again, I feel like the players see it in a different way just because they know him personally. But yeah, so that's the situation over there with Jason Hayward. Um, moving on and talking about another player, the Cubs claim slugger friend Mill Reyes off waivers from the Cleveland Guardians. This was kind of a surprise. They've been on Reyes for a while now, but um, to claim him kind of late season was kind of shocking, but I could see why they did it. He is now being like used as a DH, and he's been pretty good, I guess. I mean, he has a lot of connections with like recent Cubs players who are like currently not retired or not on the team anymore, and he's known for his power and just the way he hits the bat. So, so far this season, he has a 218 average, but since debuting with the Cubs, he's had eight at-bats, three hits, one RBI, and two strikeouts, batting 375 in his last seven games. So, not bad, honestly. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do and what the Cubs are going to do with him as well. We also know that Reyes isn't the only DH that we have. We have Ortega, we have Morel, we have Contreras, who have also been in that DH spot for us this season, as well as Ian Happ. It's kind of been on and off with him. But to add this guy who is simply going to be in the DH spot um, is something interesting to see. So it's going to be interesting to see what's the future with Reyes and if the Cubs are going to keep him and keep him as a power guy and a DH or... Are they kind of going to use those guys that they already have in defensive positions as a DH when they need a break or so? So I think it was a good pickup by the Cubs, honestly. Um, I like how they're kind of getting these guys to test out, you know, hey, should we keep them? Hey, should we not? Is this a good fit? Things like that. I feel like now is the time to do that because of the current status they are in the standings. So Really right now, like I said, is a testing period and it's a time to see where guys fit and where they don't fit and what changes we need to make. So I'm just happy that the Cubs are making use of their not so good season and kind of turning it into a more positive direction and positive way. But yeah, so that was like really the acquisition with Fran Mio Reyes. Um, and then still speaking of the Cubs front office, Tom Ricketts recently had some quotes and recently had some things to say about the future of this Cubs teams. I'll read some quotes from him. The first thing that he really discussed was kind of the future of the Cubs and kind of like what is happening now. As we know, the Cubs played in the Field of Dreams game, which is obviously a really big game throughout baseball. Everybody's going to watch it. It's a nationally televised game. And they also are going to play in London next year in June. So usually teams who go and play in those really special games per se are teams with good players and teams who are performing well. And usually some people don't watch them if you have teams who are not performing well. For example, nobody's going to watch a London game or even maybe I feel like Field of Dreams just because of the history and the backstory a lot of people will watch that more but nobody will want to watch a London series with I don't know maybe like the A's and the Tigers teams like that who don't really get the numbers and don't really get the even people in the stands like the Pirates who really lack in the ticket selling area of their front office of their club so that's what I think like Tom Ricketts wanted to go in state and that's why 
a lot of people are kind of upset like why are the Cubs doing all these things if they're not even really competing and as of now don't really plan on competing until another couple of years. So Tom Ricketts ran out and said this. He said, I'll be the first to acknowledge this is not the type of baseball Cubs fans deserve. At first when I read that, I was like, okay, yay, Slay. Like, he gets it. He knows. At least he's self-aware. But it's like, okay, now what? Yes, we don't deserve this. We haven't been deserving this since the last season. Are there going to be any changes? Like, you can't just... I feel like there is no point of going and making a statement that you're not going to back up or they're not, you're not going to be behind or you're not going to follow through with. And I feel like I've been told this before by Tom Ricketts who literally said last year we're going to go out and compete we're going to be a competing team next year and here we are sitting in literally third place in the division which might not seem bad but we're also 15 and a half games out of first place so with a 46 and 65 record so we're not a competing team this year like he said we were going to be last year so who's to say that something is going to happen now I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad that he's self-aware and that he knows, but at the same time, okay, what are you going to do about it? Because if there's one thing about me, I'm just going to say this really quick. My biggest pet peeve is when people lie. I don't like liars. I don't like when people lie to me. I'd rather be told the truth. I don't care if it hurts, but at least I know that it's the truth. You know, I don't feel like stupid or dumb later when I find out that it was a lie. So I just don't want this to end up being a lie and this statement to just not be backed up behind some sort of evidence that he's going to show in the next upcoming months when free agency hits and when the offseason starts. So that's what he had to say. That's what I think about it. Um, Moving on, he said, our decision last year to move away from Cubs players who brought us a World Series title was tough, but we have a plan to return to championship contention by building the next great Cubs team around a young core of players augmented by free agent signings and we're making progress. Okay, my first thing about that, what free agent signings? Because recently there have been like rumors, I'll get into that, about you know, shortstops who, because we know a lot of shortstops are going to be hitting the market this season, this offseason specifically. I'm so sorry. The Braves and Marlins are playing and I keep getting notifications about that. But we know that there's going to be a lot of shortstops hitting the market this free agency. So are we going to go out and get a shortstop? Like, I know he's not going to say the details. I know he's not going to specifically say we're going to go get Carlos Correa, put it on paper. Like, he's not going to say that. But like, They're saying that they're making progress with free agency signings. That's what happened last year. Like, we got told the same thing last year about Carlos Correa specifically, and Carlos Correa came out in a statement saying, the reason I didn't want to sign with them is because they were in a rebuilding process, and he wants to be on a winning team. And I don't blame him. Who doesn't want to be on a winning team? But the fact that he had to go say that they were doing a rebuilding process, that means everybody else in the MLB every single player probably sees the Cubs the same way. So I feel like the first step before even getting guys in the offseason is to not make the way people view you as a rebuilding team. As much as you're going to say, just this is just a retooling, we're just building the next great team, this is not going to be a rebuild, you have to show it. I cannot stress enough how much words don't mean anything if actions aren't followed behind them. Actions speak louder than words. Everybody knows that. And here we are being told many, many things, but nothing is being done. So 
I'm a little bit confused on that statement and why he said, you know, we're making progress, but like, what progress, you know, like, why are we going to go out? First of all, okay, this is going to turn into a little bit of a free agency topic now. First of all, what free agency moves? Is it going to involve pitching? Because we know there's not going to be a lot of pitching free agents this season. Is it going to be shortstop? But we do have Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal up the middle. Are we going to do something about that? So I guess I'm looking for a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more, okay, we're going to go out and look for an outfielder. We're going to go and look out for a shortstop or a pitcher. And I know that it's hard for a lot of GMs and CEOs to say that to the media, but I don't know. Just speaking from past statements that have been said last year, I just would be more confident in this statement if things were being told with actions, if that makes sense. Um, another thing that he said is that our moves over the past year and at the trade deadline have put us in a position of strength in both player and financial currency. We plan to be very active again this offseason competing in the free agent market. So they got Seiya Suzuki, who was obviously the big target. They got Chris Martin. They got Jesse Chavez. They got Ander Alton Simmons. They got Marcus Stroman. They got Clint Frazier, Jan Gomes. Those guys who, yes, some of them aren't on our team anymore, but obviously they were signed throughout our season. So yeah, they were active last season, but it didn't really work out in their favor. So hopefully this season, if they're going to be active again hopefully it does work out in a positive way I'm not saying go out and win the world series the next season but I'm saying be a little bit more competitive be kind of in even that wild card race so honestly I just really hope that the activeness in the free agency market this season pays off I know the injury bug had a lot to do with that and I know a lot of guys ended up being on the IL for quite a while and in times when they were needed so a little bit of bad luck there, but that really goes on to the player itself. Now, when you're going to go and get a player at free agency, are you going to look more into the medical status of that player or how this player is progressing or the tactics and the way that this player is moving? That's my question. Is there going to be more depth put into the free agency process after receiving all of these guys or, I'm sorry, acquiring and getting all of these guys and the free agency market, and then them end up getting hurt. So to kind of wrap up my little rant there, I really hope that the Cubs can provide evidence with their actions to support the statements that they have been making. That's really my big ask, and that's really what I think all Cubs fans want, is okay, you can tell me all of these things, but I'm not going to believe it, or I'm not going to be confident in it, until you provide me with the evidence, until you give me the players to show that you want to go and compete. So that's that. I'm going to leave it at that. I know it's a lot that I've been saying, um, but kind of still speaking on the free agency, not really on the Tom Ricketts statements, but as baseball as a whole, we do know that there are going to be some top names hitting this free agency market in the upcoming offseason, a lot of them being shortstops. So the big question that Cubs fans have, and maybe even the, some of the front office has, is are they going to go and acquire a shortstop? We do have Nick Madrigal and Nico Horner up the middle, like I said before. But the, both of those guys are still young. Both, both of those guys are still learning. We did acquire 
and Aralton Simmons last free agency, who unfortunately just hasn't really worked out for us in a good and positive way. He's been injured or he's just not been doing as well as we hoped. But I guess, are we going to try to attempt to get one of those free agent shortstops again? We know Carlos Correa is going to be up there. We know Dansby Swanson as well if he doesn't resign with the Braves. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cubs are going to do in the shortstop market because their names have been like circled around kind of those players in a way and a bunch of other shortstops. But it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to acquire, let's just say Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson at short. Are they just then going to move Nico Horner to second? I mean, that's really the only reasonable thing. Nico Horner can play second too. That's really not his natural position, but moving him to second, I really don't think will be a big deal. Honestly, I kind of like the Nico Horner duo. (laughs) That could possibly be a thing. I mean, two great players, that'll be really interesting to see. I really don't think that they're going to go out and get Dansby Swanson, but at this point, we never know. We also didn't think they were going to go get Marcus Stroman last season or say a Suzuki that they could actually pull it off. So at this point, we never know with the Cubs. We're always going to be surprised whether it's good, whether it's bad. But that's the fun thing about this team is that you never really know what you're going to get. It's going to be fun and just fans are always going to be there for it. Another thing, okay, I know I said I was done with the Tom Ricketts stuff, but another thing is, is that Tom Ricketts has to realize I'm not bashing him here. I hope that all of you know that I'm not trying to like, completely like talk trash about him or anything that's what I'm trying to do I'm just trying to kind of find a way to discuss my thoughts and discuss how I feel and put it not in a negative perspective but in a way where it's like a more of a conversation if that makes sense so speaking on the Tom Ricketts Cubs fans are loyal as ever we're gonna leave it at that as ever okay Fans are still going to show up if we're in last place, if we have the worst record in baseball. Fans are always going to show up to Wrigley Field because that's just who Cubs fans are. That's just who the people of Chicago are. Like, you are never going to get an empty stadium. You're never going to get an empty ballpark. And Wrigley Field is never going to be quiet and it's never going to be empty. Because that's just how much loyalty Cubs fans have have to this team it doesn't matter if we suck or if we don't we're gonna show up and everybody knows that when Wilson Contreras was talked about being traded no fit like fans didn't show up to kind of like strike against that like strike against we don't want you to trade him so we're not going to show up to your games that didn't happen more people showed up because they wanted to see him more people showed up and gave him a standing ovation show the front office how much he means to this team so I just really hope that the front office does not get carried away with that and does not take advantage of the loyalty that Cubs fans have had to this team because if we ever get to that point I am going to be completely disappointed completely just because we have been so loyal okay we have waited Yet last year was probably a, like the worst year to be a Cubs fan, honestly, in this kind of generation. I'm like not speaking before 2016, anything like that. But in this generation, 2021 was probably one of the worst years to be a Cubs fan because you lost all of the players that you loved. But that doesn't mean that nobody showed up this year to go and watch a Cubs game, to go to Wrigley Field and experience that kind of atmosphere. That didn't happen. 
this year we're not a winning team this year we're not a competing team we're sell we were sellers at the deadline we're 19 games below 500 and people still show up so please please the front office please do not take advantage of this because this is not gonna last forever i'm gonna quote Derek jeter on this loyalty one way is stupidity and i'm not calling the front office stupid i'm just saying that if things end up working out where the Cubs aren't going to be a competing team for the next five, 10 years and nothing's ever going to get done. It's just all talk. That's where I'm just going to get mad. Right now, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm frustrated maybe a little bit, but I'm just eager to see how this is going to turn out and how this retool is going to turn out. But anyways, that's I'm done with that because if I get too far into it, I'll get sucked in and then we're going to have a whole two-hour episode about the front office. But yeah, so that is that. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm excited to see the free agency market, how it plays out with the Cubs and what they end up doing. If they're going to go acquire a shortstop, move Nico to second, what's going to be Nick Madrigal's role then? Um, We have seen that the chemistry between Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal has been really, really well and worked really good. So Are they going to continue to play those positions or is one of them going to get booted out? So it's going to be exciting to see what happens in the free agency market coming 2022 offseason. But that kind of wraps up this episode and the main topics. Now we're going to move on to our hit or miss player of the episode. My hit player is going to be Nick Madrigal. Nick Madrigal has just been so so good coming off his injury, coming off the IL. He's just shown the Cubs, this is why you guys traded for him. Like, he is literally showing what he has done with the White Sox. So, I'm super excited for his future and to see what he can do. Um, He's been playing really great baseball as of late on both sides, defensively and offensively. So, he has to be my hit player of the episode And then moving on to my miss player. I always hate doing this because (laughs) I just feel bad. But just a player who did not meet the expectations or just didn't have a really good week. It's going to have to be Patrick Wisdom. It hurts me. It does. It does. It does. But Patrick Wisdom has been having kind of an on and off year this season but specifically this past week we've kind of seen the strikeout rate rise over the past few days he has been getting it down but then all of a sudden it's now up again so hopefully he can maintain that and he can kind of control that to a term where it's just decreasing instead of increasing decreasing increasing decreasing so hopefully he can find a steady momentum with that but he is going to have to be my miss player of this episode again thank you guys so much for sticking with me this was a crazy episode we talked free agency we talked tom ricketts we talked jason hayward field of dreams which was obviously a really cool game i especially okay speaking of field of dreams i really really enjoyed it how they had cubs hall of famers like ryan sandberg lee smith andre dawson fergie jenkins all come to the game and kind of come out of the corn with them that was a really cool moment and i did get emotional during that time but anyways again probably one of my favorite games ever and it was really really cool to see my favorite team play in the field of dreams game so thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for Monday with another regular baseball episode. 
and then Thursday with a baseball episode, and then Saturday again for a Cubs episode. Again, thank you guys for listening, and have a great day.